Believe in Buckeyes with Brian Brownie and Chimney Checkwood. The, the one thing that I've just been thinking about, though, man, it's like a lot of times you see the NFL sometimes, even in college, um, where you have an offensive-minded head coach who has year after year has these high-powered offenses, right? And he and you you recruit very very talented defensive players. These guys go on to play in the NFL. They play in the NFL for multiple years. You think of the Oregon's of the past, Oklahoma's, all these teams that had great defensive players, but would not have great defenses. And I struggle with why is that? Like why? Like what? What do you think? Like why is? I have my theory, but why do these these teams like Ohio State, who's able to to Continuously put Ohio together. State now, let's just say like that. Ohio, Ohio State, State now. now. Yeah. Um, Trussell was an offensive guy, right? He was a he was lean offensive type coach. However, and then his approach to football, uh, field position, you know, winning turnover battle, that type of mindset was almost defensive. He was an offensive coach, but it was almost kind of a defensive minded approach. So I guess that's a little bit of an exception to the rule. But these these guys, we have these high powered explosive offenses, it just seems like they can't figure out the defensive side of your fruit. Yeah, so to me, everything kind of goes back to practice. So like you say, under Trestle, um, and I, I think Trestle was, if, if he was here doing an interview, you know, obviously every play is designed to score a touch. Like, you know, every play, if it's a, our, our, a basic power play or, you know, basic insides, wherever the play call is, if it was a, a bubble, a, a screen, it's designed that it works well enough that we can score a touchdown off of it, right? It's just like no just glaring how like, well, you know, this is all we're trying to do here. You know, they're, they're yeah. designed to work yeah. and, and have success. Um, but when you start talking about Coach Trestle, even when he spoke to it, I mean, he used to say the same thing every week. You know, certain keys that he just kind of say, you, we want to play a mistake-free, opportunistic offense. Yeah. And so basically, you know, don't go out there turning the ball over. Um, you know, we want he's always say – you know, win, win the rushing battle, um, and then always end each possession with a kick. That was something Tressa used to always say. And if you think about it, like, what that – so if we're putting the ball, <laughs> right. we're in the red zone, we're close enough, we're kicking the field goal, or we do score that touchdown and we're kicking an extra point. Yeah. End each possession with a kick. And, you know, it's like little stuff like that. You, see, you know, like I said, Trestle – some, certain things I know Trestle would just kind of say it over and over like a robot, and then if he needed to kind of go else, because we have some you know glaring issue there, he would he would go there as well. But certain things he used to always say over and over and over and over. And and for our defense, like our defense didn't talk like that when I was in school. You know that's back. You know when when Coach uh, Haycock was a defensive coordinator, Coach Fickle was uh, big in and running things. Um, the defense conversation was like aggressive. Like no, we're gonna go out mm-hmm. there. You know, you know, we're gonna defend every blade of grass. You know, we're gonna, um, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna take the ball away. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we're not giving up anything. And then even if we was um, struggling in the game, let's say we're struggling in the game, you start hearing the defense yell, "Well, we gotta score points on defense." Like, you know, that's how they right. like, you know, they start yelling at it in the game. Like, you know, like the offense, they're not scoring right now, so we'll score. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get it done. And look, there it go right there. There it go right there. That's that. The, what's that? The, you call it the, the silver bullet creed, right? Like what? Yeah, you know? like our, our uh, what is this? Yeah, yeah. silver yeah, bullet. Sli- yeah, the win, right? The top of a win, and and obviously trust was all about winning. Uh, but 
uh, when it comes down to it, to me, it's all about practice, right? And no matter what you say, and it's a, a saying that that goes for any sport, you practice how you you pra- you play how you practice, right? So if at practice, and, and this before you know before this getting ready for this show, we want to talk about the younger quarterbacks. Uh, so we're looking at some of the spring game cutups from last year. We're looking at Devin Brown and, and, and Kyle McCord. Um, there's 60 points on the board. <laughs> like one team has like 30 some points. Uh, maybe an independent seven. The other team got 20 some, 30 some, 40 some points. Um, you know, they're scoring a lot of points. And, you know, ever since, um, you know, the things change, um, Coach Herb started with a pretty strong defense, but then obviously his team starts kind of lack off a little bit when it comes to the defense side of the ball. Um, you know, it's just to me, it's back. This goes back to practice. You know, when I was in practice, and you know, we had great athletes on offense. Um, most of my time at uh, at Ohio State, we had Terrell Pryor at quarterback, and we all know the things he could do with the on, on the football field, especially when you're looking at it, at his college career. Um, I would say it was just always kind of you know, if we got a playoff against our defense, we felt really good about it. Um, and but there was it was just rare. Like it was rare <laughs> that we went out there on the day and just really dominated against our defense. So, you know, yeah. you know if we had a, a three or four successful plays, and I mean by successful is, you know, the run play, we legit got six, seven, eight yards. It was a passing play. We completed it for a first down. <laughs> right. You know, it, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was rare that, you know, and I'm going to call it rare, but it wasn't just a given thing that, you know, we was going to have the success against our defense. And then our defense in, in, in any game always kept us in it, no matter what was going on. Whether yeah. we was having a lot, of scoring a lot of points, it was um um or or if it was a, a a struggle, a defensive struggle, we're not clicking as an offense. Our defense always was going to be very competitive. So when I look at these defenses now, and my head is like, you know, what is happening in practice that you know that our guys are accustomed to teams scoring 30, 40 points. And essentially, they just uh, is almost kind of us as a as a fan base to suspect their offense to score more. Like you know, yeah. give it a thirty points. It, it, you know, just score more offense so we can make sure we win this game. Where it's like, but historically, it's like look, we don't do that here. Like we, right. we, that's just not that's not how things are done. Right, and I, and I think I think when you have an offensive minded coach, I think things because when you when you're pre- pre- when you're preparing for the season off season. Camp, all that stuff. You're going against each other. You you don't truly know. I mean, obviously, we know Ohio State. We got talented players, but you don't know how good you are until you actually go against other teams with opposite color jerseys or whatever, right? So I think when things tilt offense, like when the guy in charge is an offensive guy, a guy who calls the plays for the offense, all of, all those things. When the offense has success at practice, it's almost like. On, I mean, the head coach is an offensive guy. So it's like, of course we had success because I put players out there that should be able to beat this type of defense, right? This is where the defense is giving stuff up. We're we're, uh, attacking that. We have a great player, one of the best players in college football, C.J. Stroud. We should be able to beat the defense. And then on defense, I feel like the mindset is more of, dang, they they were able to get this on us, but they're a good offense. They're really good. They're going to do this to every team every week. This is what they do. We got to do better. We got to make it hard for them. You know, I think things kind of tilt offense. And I remember when we played any type of big play, 
any type of first down. We do third down. They get one third down. We're like, we can't let it happen. It's too much. <laughs> we, I, we we give it one play. Devere catch one deep ball. We go inside. We're sad. The, the coaches are upset. Everybody's down for the rest of the day. We had a bad practice. It wasn't a good practice. I don't think we're focused enough. No, just be sitting there like. So this this guy Devere is one of the best the best receivers in the nation. So y'all y'all don't expect him to catch one pass on me out here. You know what I'm saying? It's like I I think you know. But when stuff like that happened at practice, boom runs for 15 yards twice, right? Now the 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 D coordinator is like, we just gave up two explosive runs to a guy who should be able to get explosive runs, but still we not we don't we don't accept that. So now they're trying to figure out. Okay, what are we doing that – I know this is the play that – I know this is how we run defense. I know this is what we're supposed to do, but we're not getting it done. So what do we need to do to make sure that we're not giving up these explosive fronts? And then we'll make an adjustment. Okay, when we call this play, usually the defensive end takes the edge. It doesn't look like he can get it. So let's make sure he goes down, he crashes down, and, Jim, maybe you don't, you don't want to have to get the edge on this. Like, we'll make little tweaks and adjustments – because things weren't working in practice. And because we had a certain standard of not giving the offense nothing. Nothing. They shouldn't get anything. We're going against a good offense, right? But they shouldn't get anything. And I don't know. I might this is an assumption. I'm not, you know, I'm not there, but I feel like, you know, they throw a ball deep. Guy makes a play for the ball, tries to get the ball out. This is what I really used to struggle with in college was we had to stay up. As defensive backs, we couldn't take a guy to the ground. But when I try to go get the ball out and fight for the ball, it's hard when they get a great receiver I'm going against. When you know what I'm saying, it's hard to not get the ball out without taking them to the ground, ripping at the ball, being violent. So I would try to knock the ball out, they'll catch the ball. They'd be looking at me like, What? We can't let him catch the ball. I'm like, Well, you told me not to take him to the ground. So you know what I would do? Take him to the ground next time. Like, to the, ground. the ball's going to come out. I apologize for it afterwards. And that mindset, when I got to the game, it wasn't – I didn't have to – I didn't have to transition. Well, it's no longer thinking, right? Right. Yeah. It's like second nature. Because so, that's what I see a lot of times. Like you say, that, and that's the – I would say the biggest thing, criticism of our defensive backs, and this is from you, is that, you know, they're not finishing through the – the, the ball like they're not finishing like you know the the, the play is happening the receiver is catching it and maybe they're in decent position they could be a little better position maybe they're in good position but when the ball is actually getting to receiver they're not like fighting to to the, to make this an incompletion now now that the guy kind of had the ball in in his hand and it's just you it, it, when it comes down to sports like it, uh, and a lot of times that stuff happens so fast and no matter how slow we look on TV or how fast you are as a person or player. Um, when you're actually in it, stuff happens fast. And the only thing that comes to your mind and the point of practice in general is so when things go like we didn't necessarily plan it to do, like what do you do? What is your yeah. reaction to it? So as an offensive lineman, you know, so, you know, we go against this guy. This is the move we do. But if he happens to do something different, what are you going to do now? Are you going to fall down? You know, are you going to fall? Or is your, is your technique just going to go out the window and you give right. up the play? But th- that's the point of practice, that you get in these situations where things are just not, um, sometimes not as pretty. So you practice the hard things. So when you get to the games, you know, things are a little bit easier. And and, and, when, and things are coming second nature when things are kind of 
popping over. You know, my techniques is just kind of, you know, still fight through his hands to make sure he could get this done. Or I'm off the line. I know he's pitching, but I know if I could cut him off and I don't let him get to this gap, there's a chance that we could have a really successful play. Or maybe he, he's gone. He did get to the gap. What can I do? I could now drive him through that gap and not right. the windows to a point so far that he still is not able to make that play. But it comes back to practice. It has to This stuff has to click to you when it happened to the game. And it comes from this, once again, I, I practice, someone's coaching you. They're telling you these things. You know, you're not, you know, you're not just going through uh, the X's and O's of practice, but it's knowing football. It's knowing where, you know, where, where I have help at, where I don't have help at. So you understand overall what needs to happen for things to go uh, to be a successful play when it comes down to it. And, so and, I, and I think, I think today it's hard to practice finishing plays because we, we, we're aware of the challenges of hitting, you know, hitting too much. Um, you, don't, you don't tackle in practice, right? So you never truly, on defense, you never truly finish a play in, in practice now because you don't actually tackle. You thud up, you tap off, whatever. Um, and when you do that, you actually don't know if you made the play. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I thought I would have made that tackle. Uh, we really don't know <laughs> because he could, that guy could fight back and not actually make, let you make the tackle. That's why... I remember when we were in school and we would go live ones versus ones and it's like third and whatever and we got to stop you from getting the third down. And a guy caught the ball short of the, fir- the first down and I needed to make a tackle to make sure he didn't get it. I not only wrapped him up, I made sure he didn't get past. The- I can't take him to the ground, but he is not getting another yard. I'm going to keep driving my feet. I'm going to swing him. And then I get, you know, I get screamed at by the offensive coaches. Let him go. Whatever, and then defensive coach would yell at me too. Let him go. Don't take him to the ground. All that stuff. But the defensive coaches secretly are saying in their head, "Like, good job, good job." No, they no. yelling. So you make the play. What <laughs> we seen you make the play, right? I mean, that's yeah. show. Like, you take a guy off his feet, like to the ground or not, you hold him up to the rest of the defense rally there. Yeah. Did he miss that tackle? No, he did not miss that tackle. We know yeah. that tackle was made by that guy right there on that play. So they they would not have got that first down. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. And I think, you know, we kind of brought this up in previous shows because, you know, like you say, like the question we're, we're kind of speaking on now is why does uh, teams that are offensive-minded score a lot of points um, some a lot of times just struggle defensively, like almost to the fact that, you know, even though they score a lot of points, their defense will give you the touchdown right back and they still end this up in games. And, you know, you, we used to almost kind of used to say it was like the almost like the Big 12 effect, right? You used to always be yeah. teams in the Big 12 that – that score a ton of points. You're talking about the Oklahoma's, uh, Texas some years. Um, you have teams like Oklahoma State um, when Baylor was good. And when Baylor, you know, they, they score a lot yep. of points. Or you start talking about Oregon. Uh, but when they had Chip Kelly back when we was in school or, or, or afterwards, you know, Oregon known for having, um, you know, offense that just kind of could wrap it up on the scoreboard. But a lot of times they're, they get into, you know, stiff competition. We realize, like, what well, a defense not doing anything either. And then a lot of times we kind of talk about, you know, certain schools. We start talking about Oklahoma or Oregon. Like, so many great defensive players come from these schools. Like, you know, when you right. look at them in the NFL, like, you know, this, you know, this across the board, you have defensive backs, defensive linemen, linebackers come from these schools that, you know, we know didn't play um, traditionally good defense. But they had capable players there. So, to me, that's what this kind of falls back on. Like, you know, how else do you explain it? You know, <laughs> how else do you explain it? To me, it's just really, it's it's what you practice, it's what you preach, 
and what are you emphasizing? You know, everybody in college football and most, you know, college in NFL, everyone tends to have really about the same amount of practices. Like, it's not, they're not somebody that, you know, a team that's, you know, they're practicing, I don't know, two or three times a day or something, something like that, like, you know, back in the day, and another team is only – like, everyone has the same number of practice when it comes to spring ball, um, camp, once the season hits. You know, everybody, a lot of schedules look are, are really identical there, uh, but it comes down to the teams and what they emphasize. When you start talking about uh, a Nick Saban team, and you know his it's going to be, you know, when it comes down to it, he's going to have a, a stout defense with his offense that could, you know, do things as well. But you, now you're looking at Georgia, right? Things they'll ever do the last two years. With Stetson Bennett, that quarterback, Heisman finalist, da, 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 their defense is what yeah. really, you know, mm-hmm. makes them elite and what they usually go out there and do. So I feel that um, we we are, you know, for Ohio State, I hopefully we kind of get back, you know, get back to your poster, to that Silver Bullets poster that says win. Um, I feel like Jim knows. Obviously, at one year, did, did a lot of good things, right? Yeah. I mean, we 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 seen a defense that made a lot of sense. I feel like you know when it came to doing a lot of things, you had a lot of tackle for loss running linebackers. When you're looking at uh, Tommy Eckenberg, who's coming back this year as well, um, and um, the defensive line able to make plays still as well. Um, and we know the talent we we have there over the last half of the years as a defense, uh, but I, I feel it's, it's now up to nose like to kind of get that back. Yeah. Get that back. Get that, you know, that defense tenacity back to understand that, you know, we could – we are Ohio State. We don't give up these kind of – we don't have these kind of performances and really try to live up to it and to kind of wipe the – I almost say the sour taste out of our mouth in the defense's last two performances um, against, you know, in the playoffs and against the team up north. And, and and it should improve. He's he's got one full year at Ohio State. Um, that next year, being able to bring up young guys, um, because the two the we talked about the ability to finish plays. I think that was one thing that I saw the last few years. I didn't feel like our defensive backs specifically didn't really do a great job of finishing plays. They were in position, but they just couldn't finish plays. The other the other thing that I see, which I may be wrong, but I feel like the pre snap communication. Is lacking, and pre-snap communication typically lacks when an individual player is trying to figure out what am I doing on the play. <laughs> right. The next step is when not only do you know what you're doing early, and get recognition of what the offense is doing early, you also know what your guy is doing, and y'all are talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to talk to Ross, like, "Hey, Ross, Ross, watch that crack. That crack. He's he's, he's gonna he might motion down. He motions down. Watch the crack. Watch the crack. It may not be crack." But we're right. gonna talk. That's his name, though. Timmons Ross Homan, man, for the Ross, for our listeners, right. man. Ross, yeah. Shout out to Ross, <laughs> shout out to Ross Homan. Me and Ross would talk. You know, me and Thad, Thaddeus Gibson would talk pre-snap, and we'll talk about what we might get. Like this is this this if we get this, this is what you this is what we're doing, right? And just that recognition allows you to play off your guy. I, I remember sometimes I would tell Thad, like, Hey, hey, I got I got the inside. I got the inside right here on the on this, you know, on this run fit. And that to take the inside. <laughs> but but that but the pre the pre-snap communication wasn't just for me to you like we were talking like you I got the inside, you going out, I got the I I'm playing off you got the inside, and he may go inside still. However, because I'm I'm connected with him, like I know like I'm playing, he knows I'm playing off him. So for whatever reason, I say I got the inside. When he takes the inside, I'm immediately taking the outside. 
like yeah. because we're we're connected. And when you're only thinking about what you have to do, and something else happens, and you're not communicating with your with your teammates, there's some stuff that's missed. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, everybody has to work together. Everybody's wrong, but we all do the same thing. Like we're all working off each other. Everybody's right, and that's what that's the thing that you hope in year two that the guys understand the game, they understand yeah. situations, and they get ahead of you know what they're supposed to do, so that. Finishing plays become even easier because they're they're reacting faster and they're able to make plays. So that's what I hope for. Yeah, um, knows and and we got a lot of good guys. Like I say, Tommy Eckenberg is back, right? I think uh, Lathan Ransom say he's returning as well. Um, so those are definitely two leaders of the defense that we know returning. Um, and and basically, you know, they made a lot of tackles. They made a lot of plays for us as a defense this year. We got several guys on the defensive front returning, and a guy I'm excited to see play was actually uh, Court Williams. I know Court from um, uh, uh, basically a, a high school award we both uh, were both affiliated with and how smart of a player he is. He was voted a team captain this year, um, had a shoulder issue, tried yeah. to play through it, could not, so he ended up having a surgery, so essentially missed the season. But I'm really excited to see what he could bring to the defense on the back end uh, as a defensive back. Um, big guy, strong guy. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised they kind of played him in other p- positions as well uh, because for, he's just really smart and he gets it. And I was yeah. really excited to see him kind of get out there and kind of put a snap on it. But like I say, for the guys that are returning, that was actually out there playing, making plays this la- this last year. And like you said, it's year two now. Um, they have a lot of things, great things to build off of. Um, obviously, like I say, one of the uh, 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 top what top 10, 15 defense essentially all season until the last two games. So really excited to, to see their growth there. Um, I believe it will be a good year for the defense, and um, we'll see. I think the only question mark I would say on the defense, obviously, it's not – I'm not going to say def- defensive back, but at the cornerback position. Yeah. But we got a lot of time. We got guys coming in, a lot of time to develop. Um, we had a, 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 I think another safety transferred in from Syracuse. I believe he played safety. Um, so we, we, we have some guys that are capable. So now it's time to see it. The competition there should be heavy, should be heavy competition, uh, on that Ohio state defense. Um, so it'd be a a pleasure to see guys improve and kind of go out there and, uh, be able to do it. So once again, this is a believe in Buckeyes. Uh, we are sponsored by bet online. Uh, once again, check them out for all your best when it comes to the NFL playoffs and uh, believe USC and anything else. You want news, you want information, uh, go get it from them before you place your bets. Um, but this is Believe in Buckeyes with Brian Brownie and Chimdi Chekwa, and we will catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.